How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. If you're new to the channel, make sure to hit the like and subscribe button below for daily Yankees content. Now, today we're talking about a prospect that is kind of going overlooked, and he's a stud. You know, this guy is very, very talented. He's athletic. He can run the bases well. Good outfielder, lefty bat, got some nice power at 17 homers. Uh, with Double A Somerset last season, and a lot of the headlines are focusing on Anthony Volpe, focusing on Jason Dominguez, and for good reason. You know, Volpe went uh, two for four yesterday, had a run, had two stolen bags. He was just looking like a star. He looked like a top prospect, and he was doing it at a much higher level. And he's shown up to camp, and he's probably going to make this decision for Aaron Boone quite difficult. And you look over at Dominguez; he had himself a home run. He looks uh, solid in the outfield defensively, all around. Very, very impressive outing from a lot of these top prospects for the Yankees. I know your boy, Ryan, Andrea Shaparo, uh, took one deep to left center field. Absolute freaking cannon of a shot, too. So awesome stuff. You know, this is definitely a lot of what we expected to see from some of the top guys. But the one we want to focus in on today is Elijah Dunham. Elijah Dunham is an exciting young prospect. He's expected to start in AAA, Scranton, to start the 2023 campaign. And he's showcasing his talent and skills uh, early in spring training, especially yesterday. So, Ryan, let's dive into Elijah Dunham. But first off, how you doing today, my friend? And let me know your thoughts after his performance yesterday yeah so first off i'm doing great you know yesterday was a great day for the narratives i've been pushing you know there are just so many so many good things happened yesterday so you know i could not be doing better when it comes to the yankees uh but elijah dunham is someone that as you mentioned you know he's kind of just been a pretty good minor leaguer his entire career uh, and it's a shortened career because he lost uh playing time in 2020 due to the covid pandemic but kind of just being a good minor leaguer and showing off some pretty good tools and as you mentioned, never really getting much acclaim or much like attention surrounding him. And it's weird because he does two things that the Yankees would, you would kind of like to have on a young Yankee player, uh, especially looking at the 2023 team, you know, a player who's close to major league ready. You'd want them to be number one an outfielder and number two left-handed. And Elijah Dunham is both of those things, right? And then if we break down specific tools in terms of patience and strikeout rates, you know, he struck out just 21.2% of the time, which that is, that doesn't make you like a, like, that doesn't give you an elite hit tool, but it's certainly better than average. And then a 12.2% walk rate, that is certainly, uh, you know, approaching that elite level walk rate. Um, you know, he's an OBP guy with some pretty decent pop, a 200 isolated power, which for those who don't know what that metric is, ISO or isolated power, uh, it's your slugging percentage. And then you subtract your batting average from it. And that kind of gives you how much of your power output you have. So there are guys who can hit 300 and slug 450, but you know, a lot of those, a lot of that slugging is because you hit a lot of singles, right? A higher batting average will inflate your slugging percentage so we want to kind of isolate the two thus the name isolated power uh and Dunham performs well in that category as well you know he's not much of a batting average guy he hit two, uh, 248 last year um but with a 288 bat pip and a high fly ball approach you know I, I think maybe there's some improvement in terms of his line drive rates that he could have and, and more importantly without um you know you know with perhaps uh, a more friendly right field in Yankee Stadium. We could see more home runs turn, uh, more fly balls turn to more home runs. He's got great speed. He stole 37 bases last year in 110 games, only caught seven times. Um, you know, this is a guy who just, you know, you kind of look at the things he does and you're like, okay, there are a lot of things he does here that should translate to the major league level, right? Speed typically translates to the major league level. You don't get slower the second you step on a major league field. We saw this with Volpe yesterday. Um, you know, 
with plate discipline, yes, that typically worsens as you get better, you know, or not as you get better, but as you face better pitching. But the fact that he was such, uh, had such a good chase rate in his first stint at double A, which is the first time he faced major league caliber players, um, that's really encouraging. Uh, whiff rates tend to get worse, so you can probably anticipate that that strikeout rate will climb a little bit. Um, but this year's a big year for him to prove that that won't be the case, right? If he comes out in triple A next year uh, and he strikes out the same at the same rate as he did in double A or even a little bit lower or a little bit less, you know, you're going to feel like that hit tools a lot better than what it was advertised as, right? You know, if he's able to maybe get the batting average up a little bit to 260, 270, right now we're looking at someone who, you know, can really make some noise and, and truly push himself into the conversation to get major league playing time. The Yankees left fielder is Aaron Hicks. And I've detailed about how I think Aaron Hicks is more of an average player than a horrific player, but average doesn't excite you. And Hicks's ceiling is definitely lower than Elijah Dunham's, right? You know, a big thing with Hicks is that the ceiling there doesn't feel like it's very high because it's a guy entering his age 33 season. He's often injured, right? Like there are a lot of ways that this just like goes wrong because he's just injured, injury prone and a little bit older, right? He could go out in the month of April and have a, a 780 OPS, which would be pretty good for a left fielder in 2023, um, and then get hurt, right? And now you no longer have Aaron Hicks. That's a completely realistic possibility. Um, Elijah Dunham is going to have to be ready for one of two outcomes. Number one, your left field performance isn't good enough. Or two, you don't have enough left fielders, right? Uh, whether it be injury or whatever it may be. So, you know, the Yankees are probably going to have to look at him at some point during the year. So I, I'm still stunned that he doesn't get as much attention as he should because end of the day, like the Yankees are going to need outfield and he's going to factor into that. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's the thing that I kind of started this episode saying was that he's kind of overlooked. He's more of an underrated prospect right now because Jason Dominguez, Anthony Volpe getting a lot of the headlines. But Elijah Dunham, like you kind of mentioned it, him being kind of an uh, impact player for this Yankee team in the future, he kind of, in my opinion, seems to be following a pretty similar timeline to Jason Dominguez. He, you know, he's a little bit like lesser because... Um, he's not the number two prospect or whatever uh, in the Yankees farm system, but I kind of feel as though they could both get that ripe like opportunity at a similar time. You know, I think Dominguez probably doesn't need as much time in AAA. I think they elevate him a little bit faster. You know, he's only 20 years old, super, super young. Dunham's 24, so he's got a couple years on on uh, Jason Dominguez, but I could totally see Dunham, who's going to start the season in AAA most likely, maybe getting calls up down the stretch, you know, after that uh, that deadline where, you know, uh, service time doesn't accumulate. I think it's like August 18th or something like that. So if you have that date, after that date, no service time, bring up Dunham, see what he can do, maybe mitigate fatigue, give some guys some rest. Maybe he shows out and looks really good in the Yankees. Like, holy crap, like maybe this guy can help us um, at a much more at a much more prominent level. But worst case scenario, he gets a couple of licks, gets a couple of opportunities, gets on base, feels the the emotion around an MLB game, what the pace is like, what the talent is like, and then you have him compete for a starting job in 2024. You know, there's a very real possibility that Harrison Bader walks in free agency. Aaron Hicks is not considered the everyday outfielder that somehow Aaron Boone believes he still is. So there's a very real possibility that we see an outfield that consists of Dunham in left and left and um, Jason Dominguez in center field in 2024. I think that's actually, uh, it is a good chance that that could happen. Um, but, you know, Ryan, when you're looking at what exactly these guys can do, do you think that Dunham and Dominguez are projected to maybe take the field in 2024 and be the starters for this Yankee team? 
You know, I can't really pass up on Pereira just yet, but, you know, since I, I, I imagine he's a little bit ahead of Dominguez because he's already established himself in double A, he has a shot to maybe make the triple A roster out of camp. But I will say out of all the top prospects that the Yankees have on the positions player side of the ball that can be considered top 100 guys, Pereira seems like the most likely one to get moved. You know, if you have Dominguez, Volpe, Peraza, Wells, I don't know if you want to lump Jones in there. I, I would personally. Jones is not getting traded one year into his tenure with the Yankees unless he has a a really good start to his minor league career and the Yankees are offered something they just cannot pass up on, right? They're just offered, uh, you know, the Yankees have an opportunity to get a player that just will completely change their franchise, right? And completely change the direction of the 2023 team. Um, I feel that way with Dominguez as well. I think Peraz is in that category too. I, I think Volpe is also in that category. Um, those are four guys right there that, you, you know, it's going to take a lot to get the Yankees to even consider moving them. Um, Austin Wells is also lumped into that group. I wouldn't move him, and I don't think the Yankees would, just because, number one, he's a left-handed bat, and number two, he might be a catcher, so... So not that you wouldn't ever move him, but again, you would think a little bit harder about moving him. Pereira feels like not expendable, but kind of, right? You know, Spencer Jones, Jason Dominguez, and Aaron and Aaron Judge, right? If those three guys pan out, um, what where does Pereira play, right? You know, and, and that's kind of, and Jones is not young, like 18 or, or 17 either, where you got to wait five or six years to figure it out. You know, he could, I mean, Trey Sweeney, he was a first round pick last year. Uh, you know, he didn't play particularly excellent at high A. He just kind of, you know, he had some injuries. He, he kind of progressively got better and was already in double A, right? Spencer Jones, if he gets off to a good start next year, is going to end up in double A, right? And then, you know, we're kind of talking about, we're kind of talking about him the way we're talking about Pereira right now or Dominguez right now entering 2024. So Dunham is 24. He's the oldest in that group of outfielders. He's probably already the most major league ready in terms of physical prime. Like this is probably the best He'll probably come up and he'll show off kind of what he'll already be, right? With Dominguez, you know, there's growing pains. You're going to feel like, you know, the first few uh, weeks aren't going to be great in terms of contact rates or swing decisions. That's normal. Dunham's 24, right? Like, if I, if you tell me Aaron Hicks went down in the middle of April and Dunham's in AAA and he's playing well, and it's between him and, like, calling up Dominguez before he gets to AAA, I, I'm just going to call Dunham, right? Like, there's no reason to jeopardize those other guys. Um, and I'm not saying to say that Dunham's ex expendable and that I don't care about his development, but more so that I think he's more ready. Uh, and, and that end of the day, like, he's older, right? Like, he's just, that. that's just how it is, right? Um, you know, uh, and he's a left-handed bat, makes contact. Like, I, I don't think there's anything here that's bad in his arsenal, right? And sometimes it's a detriment to prospects. Not doing anything poorly, but doing a lot of things really well or thing, doing a lot of things at an above-average level typically gets you kind of underrated when you're just good at a lot and not great at anything. Um, but that could serve to benefit Dunham and make him a really quality major leaguer. And quite frankly, you'd be asking him to be like a bottom third of your lineup hitter and, and kind of just stabilize the order. And if you get anything more, you're pleasantly surprised. So the defense in left field, we'll have to wait and see too. We don't really know much about that, but he's very fast. And we saw him make a pretty good play against the Blue Jays uh, yesterday. So, I mean, I, I think he can be a major leaguer this year. I really do. And I think it could be sooner than like September. I think it could be something like a May call up if the Yankees really need it. Yeah, no, totally. I agree with you. And Elijah Dunham, and I think, you know what? You mentioned how he's good at a lot of things, maybe not great at anything specific, but he's got the kind of perfect qualities to be a Yankee, you know? In AA last year, he was very, very good. He had 248 with a 35% on base rate, 17 homers, right? So he has good power from the left side of the bat. 
put them in Yankee Stadium with a short right porch, maybe you get it even to 20 plus. So, you know, over of course, that's over a much larger sample size, 110 games. But he also has 63 RBIs. And the most impressive stat that, in, in my opinion, that showcases his athleticism was the 37 stolen bases. Now, we know that stealing bases in the minor league is a little bit easier, but now they're expanding the bases, they're making the base paths shorter. You know, guys, you saw Anthony Volpe steal two bases yesterday, one after another. Like, Dunham has that type of athleticism and speed, too. He could be a very good defender, but also really good on the bases. So if he can kind of just um, keep getting better in terms of his patience, seeing the ball well, getting on base at a 33-plus percent clip um, once he reaches the majors, I think that would be ideal, obviously. But I think this is a good player. And, and for the record, I think all the headlines kind of just – hyper-focused on Volpe, hyper-focused on Dominguez, makes things for guys, like, you know, makes things in life a little bit easier for guys like Elijah Dunham, you know? All the expectations, all the hype, not wanting to let everybody down, not wanting to, you know, fall short of those expectations. How many prospects have we seen that happen to? Elijah Dunham has the best of both worlds. He's a killer player, a lot of really good qualities, and he doesn't have to be that guy in the spotlight. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to have all that pressure on his shoulders. So it makes things a little bit easier. You're a little bit more confident because you're not uh, afraid of like letting everybody down. So I kind of feel like he's in a perfect spot to be one of those low-key guys that comes along really nicely and impacts this team down the road. And like you said, May might be a good opportunity for him to get called up. This left field position battle is certainly up for grabs. If he could have a similar, you know, flight path as Volpe, if they're both start in AAA, maybe they both get like a couple months, two months or so of reps, and then they get called up to the majors at the same time. That's a very real possibility if the shortstop position or the Yankees want to go a different direction. The infield, of course, Volpe will be a starter somewhere, but Gleyber Torres looked really, really good the first two days of training camp, or rather of spring training. So it's certainly um, optimistic. You know, we have a lot of good players to sift through. You know, it's a it's a good problem to have. Um, but left field certainly has a lack of talent, even though we love Oswaldo Cabrera and we think he's going to be very solid. Um, having a guy like Dunham, who's more of a natural outfielder, and of course that lefty bat with a little bit more pop to his bat, um, is definitely a benefit and something that the Yankees can certainly expand upon. But guys, I'd love to hear your perspectives below on Elijah Dunham. Any prospects that stood out to you that you really liked and saw um, you know, could have a future with this team or even in the near future help this team win some games during the 2023 season. But as always, my friends, make sure to like and subscribe as always. We got you guys covered in tonight's game, 630. Um, should be a fun one. Obviously, we're going to get a lot more information, knowledge on some of these prospects and players fighting for a 26-man roster spot. But as always, have a fantastic rest of your day, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.